0: morning, free for all Freddie. Thank you, Pierre. Well, we disagree. I happen to think we have a great country here, and uh, while he's contemplating all those complicated things of the world, we're talking about does anybody actually use Navaj? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, I hear the commercials all the time where you're supposed to put a tube up one nostril and blow water through it and it comes out the other and you think, um, hey, life is good. Would you do that, Brian? Sounds wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Okay. Maybe they, uh, they don't do it on TV, I don't think. That's why they do it on radio. Nobody would want to see that. <laughs> anyway, good morning, everybody. Free for all Friday. I'm David Ayers. Trish Giaconi back in the studio. Good morning, morning. David.
1: Thanks for having Same
0: me. Same here. Carrie Baird. Good morning. With uh, Flagler Cares. Uh, Trish with the uh, Family Life Center. And Pastor Charles Solano. He's our rock star for feeding Flagler County. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Right. Great to have you. And of course, Brian McMillan, who will never use Navaj.
2: Good morning. Good morning. We <laughs> okay. might get that for you
3: for Christmas. You <laughs>
2: might get all all right. you want.
0: All right. Well, you know what I would do? I would pay I would pay somebody to do it. That would, oh, that's your punishment. we can have a demonstration. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we should get a doctor on and see if there's any uh, use to that. Anyway, all right, well, listen, today um, we hear from people all the time. They're moving to Flagler County. They're new here. A lot of people have been here for a long time and don't know a lot of things that are going on. So I wanted to um, ask the three of you, because you have so much in common, You, all three of you with the, the charities that you work with, basically provide the basic life needs of people to survive in Flagler County. From um, and you both been in all three of you have been doing it for quite a while. So I, I thought you bring a lot to the table. So I wanted to kind of look back at ten years ago. Um, has there ever, all of you been in this for ten years? What you're doing, right? Yep. Carrie, not yeah, not quite yet, not for quite. Cares. Close. Okay, but you've, you've had philanthropy and helping people in your heart yes. for a long time. So let me ask you first, Carrie Baird, why? Is that? I mean, when you were a little girl, I'm sure you didn't say someday I want to be the CEO of um, Flagler Cares.
1: Uh, Probably not. I probably didn't anticipate that. I'm from Virginia, so I didn't think about Florida at all when I was a little girl. (laughs) Um, But I think I've always uh, believed there was an efficient and effective way to do anything. And I think nonprofits can be efficient and effective and make good use of funding and deliver on our vision with that in mind.
0: Did something, when, when you were, you know, little kind of me, how, you, you got steered to this somehow with influences in life. What were they?
1: Oh gosh. Uh, I grew up in an idyllic community. T- a tiny little town in rural Virginia on a farm where my parents were at home all the time. So I think um, I, I didn't uh, understand the challenges that many families had because I, I didn't have to deal with that. Um, probably more around college time, I became interested in um, individuals who had challenges in life. I worked in corrections and child welfare and behavioral health systems. And uh, really, that's where my desire to help mm-hmm. developed.
0: So I kind of look at it like that's the product that you provide. Um, but at the same time, all three of you, Trish, Charles, and Carrie, you have to have very good business skills because you deal with lots of money, lots of people, the same intricacies that businesses deal with, with personalities and challenges and bills and, and money. we got to do this. We want to do that. And you're the CEO, for um, so so it, it is a, even though it's a 501c3, you got to have more than a good heart. You got to have some business brains about it.
1: Absolutely, if you want to be around more than a few years, absolutely. <laughs> and and unfortunately, I think that's a misnomer. People uh, think they have a good idea, want to start a nonprofit, um, but you absolutely have to run it like a business.
0: Well, let's talk about Charles Solano (laughs) with a different background of business. (laughs) Uh, You were a very successful drug dealer, right, in New York. And you made yourself, you were born a a poor kid, poor side of town. And what what do you say? You got tired of, what what was it, being poor or something?
3: Poverty, uh, you know, the poverty mindset, uh, tired of being poor. Unable to even invite friends over to my house because we were rationing food. You know, I would eat. i I would eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches think that was the bomb Mm -hmm. at at my friend's house so um it was um you feel left out you feel like it's hard for you to be part of the community because you see everybody else and you're in poverty and they're not um and uh you just don't feel like you're part of it and you want to be part of it um so that drove me that drove me to you know uh Elevate myself into that kind of society where I could get what I want, do what I want, buy what I want, and feel significant. That was a a real big problem for me.
0: So that wasn't a five hundred one C three you were running. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) And you were, but you were successful at running a business of a drug trade, and it was in New York, right?
3: Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. the the Northeast. uh, I was. It 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 went a lot farther than that. But there is a business. It was like cartels
0: and all that involved. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So. Uh, so you learn business that way, yeah. It's, it's about, you know, supply and demand, but making it last, having an infrastructure, making sure that things will go on. Uh, it's not a one-day adventure or anything like that. You're looking over your shoulder, so you're looking for possibilities. You have to be cautious, uh, and um, it's, that's the business approach that we all have to take here. Is our money going to last and how are we going to make it last? There's unforeseen uh uh, incidences that occur. And, uh, and sometimes you're trying to help people. And we were just talking about this because the, you know, the, these women right here, they do a great job, right? Uh, and we try to do a great job as well. And you try to help people and then all of a sudden you got taken there. You invested in somebody that, you know, just relapsed, went back, uh, into a situation where they need to do this all over again. So you really have to practice not getting a hard heart about that, (laughs) you know, because you want to give everybody a second chance. Sometimes it takes that. So you got caught.
0: Yeah. And you got busted. You went to prison. Yeah. All right. And then um, and today, I mean, because I look at it like, well, uh, you learned a lot of business skills being running a successful drug operation and all that, which, you know, and and it was like selling drugs. And now you're involved in two charities, Open Doors Recovery. Where you're helping people with it, and the um, so you're, you're, and also the uh, Grace Community Food Pantry. So talk about opposite ends of the spectrum with Charles Solano shifting from from that to that. How and why um, do you do what you do now?
3: Well, I mean, I had a uh, first of all, I finally surrendered to Christ. That's it, right there. And uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was just a, a realization I couldn't live that life anymore. I didn't want to, as a matter of fact. I got into a tight spot where I just finally surrendered. And um, and uh, I turned my back on, on everything. I had opportunities to go back and do it once I got out of prison. But I wasn't going to look over my shoulder anymore, and it wasn't right what I was doing. So... Um, so I decided to help people because while in prison, I saw that the people that revolved in and out of prison, like you get released, you're on probation or parole, you make the same simple mistake. You're really not equipped to deal with society. So in order to get out of your mess, you will do something stupid uh, or something illegal for a quick fix. So I saw that and wanted to minister to that. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, that's basically uh, my driver. So, you came to
0: Flagler County, right? and uh, how long ago was that? And how did this all kind of um, organically start happening for you, or was it organic?
3: Well, I made my mind up that I was going to do something like that. Uh, we uh, purchased our first, uh, we purchased a duplex down here in '86, and so we moved full time because my wife's parents were here, uh, in 1992 and just went at it. I was, uh, I had five years probation. I had to, uh, work through and everything. I just, I just started building. I just started recouping everything that I had lost, trying to anyway. Um, and, um, and so just, I just stayed at it. And then, uh, when I was able to, uh, I was ordained and then I started the church. Uh, the, the need. I started going out to Western Flagler, just meeting people, and the need was uh, was tremendous. So, what could I do? And I just built on that as much as I could have.
0: And in your story, your honest story of your past, connected with people is, did you tell that story?
3: Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, because yeah. uh, God can help anybody, uh, and, um, and and He forgives everybody. So the the thing is, is that um, you know there there I saw addiction out there. I mean, first time I went out there. Uh, I went out there with 30 bags of food at the Hidden Trails Community Center. A red pickup truck pulls in, kind of hits a light pole. The guy falls out and and – and he he said, Pastor, I don't know who you are, but I'm a drunk and I need help. <laughs> so, you know, you don't need much more than that. To a,
0: that would be a sign. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, and you helped him, right? I helped them. Yeah. So you always remember your first customer. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. All yeah. right. Well, so God, we're blessed to have you here and what you do. We're going to find out more about the uh, Grace Community. Uh, food pantry, and we're gonna um, find out more about what you're doing open doors recovery, but these are basic survival things that that people need. Um, I got I found something here. I should read this. I think Brian wrote it a long time ago. Was this you, anyway? It says, uh, in very good writing, by the way, it thank, was like, um, it was so, great. It, it painted such a picture. I'm like, who wrote this? And I go, Brian, <laughs> a news reporter. Anyway, I'll read it real quick. On a whiteboard at the Grace Community Food Pantry, a volunteer with a dry erase marker writes the word specials, then a list, tripe, beef shank, chicken, chicken feet, beef... Big feet, Ground veal, chicken hearts, and gizzards. I do like gizzards. And pet food. Pastor Charles Solano, wearing jeans and white sneakers that look like they could be one size too large, says <laughs> some of the food may sound like throwaways, but to some people, they're delicacies. Tripe. Who eats tripe, Solano says, his eyes jovial, hooded in a permanent expression of sympathy. But it fly a permanent expression of sympathy, isn't that, that did you write that, Brian? I did I remember that Wow, that's powerful <laughs> stuff. Anyway says so that stuff flies out of the refrigerator, and some people were raised with it and um and love it so. And you talk about how you treat the, the people at the Grace Community Food Pantry like family and everything. But then this one got me. It says, neither Solano, his volunteers are paid for stocking shelves, collecting or storing the food, but their efforts result in feeding 1,700 families per month. All right, that number struck me because this was like 10 years ago. You wrote this, I think. Yep. That was 1,700 families 10 years ago. Right. How many are you serving a month now?
3: 5,500.
0: 5,500. 110 years and you and you're signing up more people every day
3: hey yeah um, uh, every weekend we get about 30 or 40 new families
0: so from your 30 bags at the uh community center um you now this has become a major operation of people have no idea what you do every week to be able to provide that kind of food with refrigeration and, and and money and buying it and getting it and pallets and I mean, how would you describe it to somebody that you know? Because when you think of a food pantry, you think, oh well, they're you know putting stuff into a whatever. But give us a sixty-second overview of what goes on every week to be able to provide for fifty-five hundred families every month.
3: Well, once distribution ends on Sunday afternoon, uh, the first thing we do is um, you know schedule next week's deliveries or pickups. Uh, we have to do a lot of sorting. We uh, build bags for you know and stock the shelves with dry goods as much as we can, and, and we're just making sure we're procuring food. Where, uh, it, where do you say so ordering and everything? Where do you order from? Um, uh, three food banks. One is Farm Share, uh, and then the other one is Feeding Northeast Florida and the Central uh, Volusia uh, Food Bank on uh, North Street in uh, Daytona Beach. So I've been dealing with them for many years, and uh, between the three of them, we're able to, to meet the need. And also, we try to stock up more now because there's a lot of competition out there. I was just speaking with Carrie. By the way, I would like to say that we network, all of us network mm-hmm. here. But what they do is really critically important. Uh, and um, so what we, we, we try to work together as much as we can. Uh, but we just make sure that, uh, you know, we're holding up our end. And, and I'm blessed with um, – the, the ministry is blessed with people that have a heart. You know, it's, it's – it, you're helping people. And, and sometimes now we get these crazy comments and I'm sure uh, you ladies do as well like why would you help that person he's not trying why would you do this well you know people are defeated right so you want to you want to give them the victory over over life not be overwhelmed by it
0: you know um and and you're right i hear that from people and they go wow i got you know you all these rich people are in line with their mercedes mercedes getting free
3: food and, and all that. You know, that, that doesn't that just I would like to invite those people. Pick out a Mercedes for me. Just come, you know. Show me the Mercedes. <laughs> you know, it's not like we haven't had one, but they make it sound as if like they're so frequent and they are always on the line. Um, and um, it it, uh, it it's bothersome because uh, to me it's bothersome because of this. You're thinking in a diminishing way about your fellow citizen. Your fellow community member, as if like uh, they're takers, they just need a hand. Uh, so you know we should look on our, on each other as you know equals, people that go through life, and and uh, sometimes we hit these hiccups, and uh, we need help. We should be there for one another.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a, what
3: you said about your own
2: past too. Kind of is resonating. Like if if God can somehow make something out of you, despite. The past, then, you know that that's that's a sign to you that he could do that with others too, and that's with right. anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, but but he doesn't do it by this, you know. He could, but he doesn't do it by just like providing manna. He right. does it by inspiring people to start food banks, right? And by helping having volunteers be inspired to go and work, you yeah. know, in the line. And um, he, if he can help those people, then he could help me. He could help 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 everybody. That's right. So I think that it's just an amazing, when you see the line coming out of, on US one of people going into the, to the food bank near Education Way across from Royal Palms, I mean, it's such a, uh, to me it's like, that's, that's
3: this huge miracle working
2: happening over there.
3: It's an so, eye-opener for sure. And, you know, they start there. We start distribution. We've had to start earlier distribution now. We used to open at 10 on, on Saturday and 1 on Sunday. Now we've rolled them back an hour so that we can get people off the road faster. They start there, uh, uh, the line, at 6 a.m. If you get there at 6 a.m., there's a line. Trish Jacone.
0: all right. You've yes, been sir. on. You've done. Uh, you're another uh, great, great servant, a spirit. Um, Thank you. Blessed to have you in the community for what you do. And um, uh, tell us a bit about how you, how you ended up here and how you were kind of directed into um, the Family Life Center.
4: Uh, it, it's interesting because I'm a New York kid, inner city kid. Um, and so I did not live the life that Carrie lived. didn't have that blessing
0: um, <laughs> or the one that Charles lived closer and, to mine. And,
4: and I, was co- I was actually closer to Charles, unfortunately. Um, but I actually I come from generational abuse, you know, addiction. You, um, you know, uh, I have my my dad was in jail for many of my life. I mean, I, you know, all of these terrible things. And you just think this is the way life is right as a kid in New York. Most of the people I was around, this is this was their life. Uh, but um, when I had my own encounter of domestic violence um, and had to flee the state of New York uh, for my life, I kind of fell into a different place. And I, too, found God in a very personal way. Um, and so... I met and married my husband, and we moved to Flagler because his mom and dad had a home here. And so we thought, okay, we're going to just plop here and you know, raise our family and what have you. Um, started working at the Family Life Center thinking it was administrative. And so I kind of backed <laughs> into, I know, I know, it was kind of crazy, <laughs> right? I backed into um, this this role. Interestingly enough, one of the, my interview questions was, do you like to speak publicly? And I was very adamant and said, absolutely not. Don't want to do that, uh, and here I am, sixteen years later. But um, but I just I believe it was the path for me. Um, and when I took over the Family Life Center, it was under um, some pretty uh, extenuating tragic you know, really difficult situation for our community. Uh, and so I learned really quickly that uh, transparency, honesty, running a clean business, so important uh, to continue to provide the support that we need to provide to victims and to be honorable to our community members. I mean, these are public dollars that we're responsible for. Um, and I hold that, um, you know, dear to heart. So um, that's, that's part of my story.
0: For those who don't know, what is the service you do provide with Family Life Center? So
4: Family Life Center is the um, the only certified domestic violence emergency shelter in Flagler County. We're one of 40 um, throughout the state, and we are also the certified rape crisis program. So uh, sadly, if there's a situation of rape, um, we will accompany a family and the victim for the forensic exam in the hospital we have a 24-hour crisis helpline um, of course we have the emergency shelter providing basic needs and everything we do is free everything we do is free
0: so um i, I psychology <laughs> I today <just> saw that. <laughs> i know like i'm i okay i look up charles i don't see anything like this i look up you and it says psychology today yes so so tell me about how why psychology today kind of and your qualifications because you're very not shy. Well, maybe. Not shy.
4: Well, no. uh, well no,
0: about shy. okay. So, so you're you're much more than somebody with a good heart that has experienced domestic abuse, and you're doing something. So, tell us about your qualification. Brag on, Trish, right now.
4: Oh, thanks. Um, Actually, I'm a licensed mental health um, therapist, uh, although I don't do that with the victims who come into the Family Life Center just because of a conflict. Um, But I am a licensed mental health um, therapist. I am also working on my dissertation, um, a Ph.D. in psychology, specializing in industrial organization. So
0: So you're very busy. What do you do all day anyway?
4: You know, actually, I'm going to just kind of segue here a little bit. I'm a new grandma.
2: Wow! Hey. I have a, uh, right. yep, my granddaughter is three
4: and a half months, and so that's what I've been doing a lot of. <laughs> it's just enough up on her.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we're glad to have you here. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to find out about it. a little more complicated, but does a lot. You guys are kind of focused on domestic abuse and feeding and... And drug abuse, but Carrie Baird with her organization of Flagler Cares um, is a lot more diverse in a lot of different ways and also helps other charities and how you guys network and work together here for the betterment of Flagler County. I'm David Ayers, Trish Ciccone, we have Carrie Baird, Pastor Charles Solano, Brian McMillan, you, and Mark. We'll be right back. your door, or a telemarketer's on your phone, you know it's not us. Hi folks, this is Bill Gallagher with SolarFit. If you've been thinking about solar, we want you to knock
3: on our door or call us. SolarFit's been a part of this community for over 47 years, and our customers love us. Couldn't say it if it wasn't true. Now's the time to go solar for your home or business. Give us a call at 445-7606. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. Resetting your password unsubscribing from emails printing anything why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with an auto owner's insurance independent agent getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them so you can get back to more important things like learning how that printer works that's simple
2: human sense hi this is donald o'brien in flagler county call the hayward brown flagler agency at 437-7767
0: is your kitchen overdue for a redo? Bella Casa Cabinetry is the area's number one craft made dealer. We are local, family owned, and serving Flagler County and surrounding areas for over 15 years. We walk you through every step, from design to installation, so your finished project is 100% you. Whether a new home or remodel, we can do anything with craft made cabinetry. While the kitchen is the heart of the home, cabinets are not
2: just for the kitchen. Visit our website at BellaCostaCabinetry.com, come into our showroom, or give us a call. 437-1915.
0: Nine thirty one, Free for All Friday. Talking about Flagler County and um, people that really keep it glued together. Have you ever thought about what if there was no Flagler Cares? What if there was no Pastor Charles Solano? What if there was no United Way? What if there was no Flagler Volunteer Services? What would uh What would Palm Coast Flagler
3: County look like? Dark. Yeah, a lot
1: more families would be struggling um, than we have today.
3: They would, go, they would be going out of county trying to get help. Mm-hmm. Right. And, they're and you know, they're second in line automatically if they do that. I
0: mean, I see crime. I see... An increase I mean, in crime, I increase mean, in, in,
4: mm-hmm. in family violence, an increase in, mm-hmm. in all kinds of negative things. Yeah. Right. And so, an overinvestment in things like
1: emergency rooms and jails, yeah. um, which is not the best way yeah. to deal with that issue. And,
0: and there are communities that... They have people trying to do the kind of things you do, but they struggle. They don't have the resources to to do it. It takes a lot of money to do what you do, Charles, and it takes a lot of money for you to, do, to be able to provide for uh, domestic abuse without charging them because I'm sure financial problems in the household is probably a big part of why they're there.
4: It's a huge problem of why victims seek services, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Carrie Baird, all right, with uh, CEO of Flagler Cares. It's a— um, give an overview of Flagler Care or something. How did it start and what does it do?
1: Uh, Flagler Care started in 2015. Uh, it was a brainchild of some community leaders who thought that Flagler County's safety net services could be more coordinated. Uh, so I started originally as a consultant, helping those leaders uh, develop a plan, which led to formation of a nonprofit company uh, to become that safety net. Uh, I think in the beginning we thought we could just do some coordinating and communication among organizations, but it became pretty evident quickly that uh, there were huge gaps in services that are available in Flagler County. Uh, Like Pastor Solano said, people travel outside of the county to get a lot of services that they need. What's what's Um, an
2: example of one that's greatly needed?
1: Um, Well, I mean, housing. Even today, if if we encounter a family that's seeking housing, we have to say, are you open to moving outside of the county? Because it's just, it's more affordable other places. Certainly, um, any specialty health care services, most of your mental health or substance use services traditionally have been um, provided outside of the county, uh, which is fine if you're going into residential treatment for an individual. But uh, if you want to have any reconnection with your family and they also have to Travel out of county, it really becomes a barrier to recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we started um, offering client facing services about a year or two into um, Flagler Care's existence, and have continued to add new services as we see them come through our front door. Um, so, individuals will come to us for. For a variety of needs, um, help with financial assistance, housing, getting benefits, disability, uh, mental health or substance use services. Uh, and so we try to be a, a no wrong door. Uh, if we don't provide a service, we partner with colleagues like Trish and Pastor Solano uh, to make sure that people know where to go to access services.
0: So you deal, where is your front door when they walk in?
1: Um, we are in Palm Coast at 160 Cypress Point Parkway City Marketplace. Uh, we have a facility we call the Flagler County Village where we're co-located with eight other organizations that provide an array of health and human services. Uh, we have walk-in hours, so people can call us, they can go online, they can text us, they can email us, or they can walk in. Uh, we didn't want access of, of, of walking in our front door to be a barrier.
0: Mm-hmm. And so what happens when they walk in the front door? What would what, what a person experience? What How would they be greeted? What would they see? What would they do?
1: Uh, we have a very... Um, happy and healthy environment I think first of all uh, you know we're not uh, hidden behind uh, you know an industrial building or anything like that it's a, it's a really nice place where we all work and greet customers um, we find out what they want and um I think that, you know, part of that initial interview, people will have their, their one need that they come through the door, but we try to uncover what's really going on and what are their full needs. And we try to address multiple needs at the same time so that people um, ultimately won't need our support systems, that they'll, they'll get enough help.
0: So somebody can stumble through the door, dragging their kids in tears. I don't know what I'm at wit's end. I don't know what to do. The world's collapsing on me. Right. And... That's the kind of person you want to see
1: i mean that's that's who we're there for, um, and ultimately, first thing we do is listen and we acknowledge what what they're dealing with. Um, we try to help them understand that this big problem they think they're fa- they're facing has small steps towards progress um, and help them identify what those steps are. We have immediate things that we can help with. We have food and clothing and diapers and formula and things like that in our office, which sometimes is a bill uh, it b- helps us build bridges where people will trust us more to tell us more of what's going on by offering some concrete support, gas cards, things like that. Um, We always try to leverage government resources first. So if someone doesn't have food stamps or Medicaid and they might be eligible, we we try to to start that process, uh, which can be very difficult and challenging if um, you don't have computer skills or you don't have Internet at home or things like that. Um, And then we also uh, look to other resources in the community to make sure that that they're connected to what they might be a good fit for. Um, Can
4: I just add one mm -hmm. thing? uh, You you just painted a a picture of what's typically um, a person coming in for services at Flagler Cares would look like. But I want to add that, you know, sometimes it's the person in the Mercedes and the person in a suit who is just falling on a hard time right now. And they may think that they got it all together and services are available for them as well. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody completely falling apart. It can be you're right on the cusp and uh there are services at Flagler cares um and and throughout the community for you as well so we just don't i just don't want it to Seem like there's only one type of um, need. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess you know yeah.
0: I profiled. Yes.
4: Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, it, it happens. It happens. I mean, but isn't
0: we we it a human nature to yeah. profile? Isn't that called no. people watching? It is. Go to Disney World and sit there on the bench and be entertained, profiling yeah. and people watching. You know, all Absolutely. kinds of different yeah. things. I think it's. it's you, a, you
1: might be surprised how often our colleagues call us for help. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lady who worked for the school district who was trying to navigate disability services for her child will help her. I mean, there it, it is really anybody who lives in this community.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it costs a lot of money to run uh, Flagler Cares, right?
1: uh, I, I mean, I think we're pretty efficient, but it does take money to hire staff. Um, ultimately, uh, I think the, the quality of help that you can offer someone is the quality of that person sitting in front of the person in need. Um, so we really invest in our staff. We have an amazing team that um, can really communicate well they're empathetic they understand our systems of care so that they can help people navigate that really complicated pathway Um, so we do invest in our staff having um, a place that people can come is important and um, we are always seeking to have a a little bit of direct assistance helped a long way if we can help pay someone's electric bill today uh, that helps them you know become more successful in the future.
0: So what is the end game, you know, with Charles' 1,700 families 10 years ago? Now it's 5,500 families. Um, the same thing with you. I imagine Flagler Cares that 10 years ago, Trish, you, um, you know, with the Family Life Center, um, 10 years ago, whatever, there was a lot less than now. So at 10 years from now, I mean, you know, how do we uh, – you know, how do we make it better? How do we make it where people don't need to go to the food bank? How do we make it where they don't need to go uh, to a uh, abuse shelter or, or need? What's, uh,
3: what's the big answer there with the three of you? I'm sure you can come up with an easy answer. Well, if I may, I think that um, we're always going to have problems. It's never going to go away entirely. Uh, I read articles where we're going to end hunger by 2030. It's not happening. The poor you will always have with you. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, but what we are trying to do here is to mitigate that, and I think foundationally we have the same aim. Let's keep the people in their homes with their family. Mm-hmm. If you do that, then, then you have a ripple effect where they're helping others suddenly. They get on their feet. That's the real aim here. We're going to help them through their problem, but keep them in their homes. As long
4: as the home is safe.
3: As long as the home is safe. Yeah, then there's that. Okay. As long as the home is safe. And hopefully, as going through the program, people learn. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes you have to go through a program a few times in order to get there.
0: A lot of people in need think that what you guys do is for other people, Um, particularly with the the, um, Grace Community Food Pantry. Um, You know, we hear that where they don't want to where they are suffering and they really need, and, and they do fit exactly the profile of why you want them to come and, and sign up to get uh, food every month to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you wonder how many people really need your services that just sit on the sidelines because they don't want to be a bother, they don't want to bother you with their problems, and you see it uh, with, um, with the Family Life Center that um, with abuse is something that is progressive,
4: it's progressive, and, and I'm going to say this: is I think people carry a lot of shame yeah. um, surrounding domestic violence and even, you know, drug addiction or, or needing um, help. You know, they they, they carry the shame with them that is really. Um, it's ingrained in them very deeply. As a society, we pass judgment and say, oh, well, if you need help, you know, then you're less than. And that's not true. And I think the three of us are big proponents for telling people that we are here. We're in this together. We're living this life together. And we we do want to help. And there are services available. So um, it's just a matter, I think, of educating our community, what's available. And then how can we help to um, mitigate, prevent um, some of these things, because no, we're never I don't think we'll ever end hunger. But there are things that we can end, you know, um, and, and I we strive for it. We, we strive to end those things. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, maybe if you can end it for that particular person and look at it individually rather than as the society, how are you going to end it? But you can end hunger and you do every month with with people. But well, um, I
3: think for all of us here, we can safely say that there are people that come back to us a few years later and say, if it wasn't for you.
4: You right. saved my life. Yes, <laughs> right. I've right? heard it.
3: So you you get plenty of that, and that's what keeps us going a lot. You know, is that so, the reward? That um, that's a great reward oh, yes. for all of us. You
0: yeah. know, I mean yeah. because. You know, but by, by the way, I did look up Carrie Baird. I saw you were worth seventeen million dollars net worth. Wow! <laughs> now I realized it was a famous. There's
2: a chef. Uh, yes.
1: Oh. No.
0: <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, she's doing pretty good for herself. There. I thought
1: about culinary school, but I went the other
0: path. <laughs> so the the reward, the emotional rewards, the spiritual rewards, and all that kind of stuff. You know, you don't really put a dollar figure on it. That um, as far as success, and it keeps you going. Are there? I mean, what, what what, are, are there any days where you go, you know, gosh, this is just, I, I can't take it anymore. I don't, you know, do you get depressed well, yourself? And, and Absolutely. Think, yeah.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. You want to throw in the towel, you're done. And for me, I just, you know, you regroup.
2: I thought, yeah, uh, I Pastor yeah. Charles. Didn't you tell me that was every Monday?
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> that's true.
2: Yeah.
1: I tell you though, I very rarely um, am frustrated or uh, discouraged by the people that we work with, our colleagues mm-hmm. and our clients. I'm frustrated by the systems <laughs> right. that yes. we have to right. navigate, yeah. um, the the bureaucracy, the administrative. Why um, is
0: that? Challenges. Who who sets the bureaucracy and and all that kind of you know stuff that slows you down?
1: I mean, it's government.
3: Yeah, it's government, it's government. red tape. It's, mm-hmm. what, it's what it yeah. is. Well, the
1: redundancy is just. Even though ridiculous. you're a charity. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because a lot of charitable work. So is, if government is provided with, by government. So
0: across the if government, I hear, I hear this from developers too. Like you know, what's the reason why we have, um, you know, unaffordable housing, and they all say government. If government would get out of the way and let us build quality housing for what people want and not go through all the rigmarole, like you're saying, the red tape, the bureaucracy that takes so much time and resources and increases the cost of housing, that they could bring the cost of housing way down if government would get
3: out of the way. Mm
0: -hmm. Is that ever possible?
3: With the right politicians in power, perhaps, yeah. I mean, but that's what's necessary, what you just described. And that's why maybe what we should do is just take a minute here to thank God for the community people that support yes. programs yes. like us. Yes. When we do fundraisers, they share in all the victories that we have. They should get all the they should get all the accolades because they actually believed and support they w they had the same heart that we do. Uh, and uh you know, without them it, it's not happening.
2: I'd be curious. I mean I think most of the <clears throat> most of the laws were probably put in to solve some sort of a problem I, I was yeah. just gonna say and, the and, same and it's thing. probably yeah. because there have been some organizations that you know do yes. take take advantage of people and and there's nonprofits that did steal money or, or whatever right and so I, I'd be curious to know like you know sometimes they're put in for maybe a good reason and then 10 years later you realize that punished everybody and it was actually right. caused more problems
1: right we don't roll things back very much, though. We're we going through a process right now um, to to be, have a license to do outpatient services. And reading statute, reading administrative code, you can see that every rule exists because someone didn't do that yep. and it hurt someone, or it, it it you know caused a challenge. But they've been on the books forever. I mean, it, re- it references paper records. Who has paper records anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, but they haven't rolled back any of those old policies. I'd,
2: I'd be curious from each of you to mm-hmm. if you would identify like. If, you know, these three laws were changed, then how would they help us? Because I think that, you know, most of the legislators would be open to hearing suggestions like that. And, and you know, anyway, there, there might be a way to change some of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it takes a lot of time and expertise and research and everything to even identify what exactly the problem is and how could it be solved.
4: Right. You know what? I'm going to think about that. What three laws mm-hmm. that yeah. we'd like to... Act- I'm going to circle back to you on that.
2: We should do it. Yeah. Okay. You write an op-ed, get some attention. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, right.
4: Really.
0: <laughs> well, and the, is there a fear like if you if you rattle the cage too much with the government, there'll be retribution? You know, <laughs> there'll be. Uh, I mean, I would. I guess. I don't, nobody wants to even answer that question.
3: Okay. I, I, I would say there's
4: a healthy concern.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Always a healthy concern, yeah. right? Right.
3: I All think. Right. I think if you have a minute, I think that. Um, when when uh, passing laws or making regulations to uh, operate within the uh, you know within that realm, so that we can operate more efficiently, uh, politicians should spend some time with people that have boots on the ground, yes. as opposed to just sitting in the office and trying to figure it out. I'm under- I under- I'm not putting that down. I understand that they want to help and they're trying to figure it out, but there are intricacies and in, um, things that. They are not aware of, which it actually, when they pass these laws, impede uh, our progress. Um, for instance, um, we're a faith-based recovery center. Government has released a lot of money into uh, Flagler County. But because of the structure of our program, we can't access it. Uh, so, uh, you know, things like that. Did they really think that through? Because we're providing housing where uh, we, we want to move forward and build a campus which provides more housing, and we're doing recovery work with a good track record. So uh, to not be excluded would be a good thing.
0: Well, we are holding our breath with you and Open Door Recovery. We do have an ask-in that's in the pipeline, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Renner was on last week, and he goes. We don't want to jinx anything or even talk about it. So uh, we <laughs> I change, believe <laughs> we change the subject and yeah. uh, and uh, hopefully that um, this will be a good year for, yeah. for you and, and what you're doing with the with the help of government, not yeah. government getting in yeah. the way. So yeah. it, it goes both ways with that. All right, Charles, I'll vote for you. you, What are you running for? (laughs) I got to take a break here, and uh, we'll be back, and uh, we'll uh, wrap it up here today with Carrie Baird. We've got Trish Ciccone, Pastor Charles Solano, Brian McMillan, and uh, in the back there on the casting couch, who you got there, your friend back there, Charles? Oh,
3: that's Jay Smith. He's our tech guy.
0: Oh, hey. All right, Jay, welcome into the studio. We'll be right back.
3: This is attorney Michael Politis. Did you know the insurance company's only goal is to make money? Of course you did. Our goal is to get justice for the client. An insurance company that deals directly with you is going to tell you why you don't have a case, why it's worth no money, or try to get you to settle it fast. I will dot your I's and cross your T's and aggressively and effectively deal with the insurance company. Politis and Matavina, thejusticeattorneys.com, offices in Port Orange, Palm Coast, orange city and ormond beach
1: so you're ready to list it we're ready to sell it this is sam perkovich broker owner of parkside realty group stop by our office in town center or call us at 302-0300 visit us online at parkside realty few
0: minutes to go if you're listening on the podcast thank you for that or flag the broadcast radio stations WNCF, AM, FM, streaming, social media, our mobile app, podcast, lots of people. Check out what's going on here. So these are you listening around the country in different places. I don't know why you are, but we're glad to have you. Move to Flagler County, right? We do want people to to
2: move here. Two stories today about my parents lived here, so I moved here. It's kind of... Kind of interesting, isn't that fun? Yeah, both. Yeah. of Yeah, you. I've are heard that before from, from a radio. lot of people. But how many people they
0: vacationed here? We actually we do have a lot of radio. They, they came down here, they vacationed, they found like beach ninety two seven, they loved it, and then they go back up north, and it's snowing in winter in New York, and they're hearing. Uh, the golden lion, on, you know, and and all that on the beach, and they they feel connected. And They say we listen to your stations all the time up here, just because we still feel connected with it. And I think then it's kind of a you know a migrating thing where you know hey we'll visit again, hey let's just get a, a winter home, and next thing you know they're here full time, and um, and that's all good. And that's a whole other subject about people moving in here because basically this is my take. All right. That um the growth here, it is a Ponzi scheme with government because they have to have new people moving here to keep you from being crushed with taxes just supporting what we already have. The prices are going up. Everything is going to go up. And why you think you shouldn't have to pay more taxes, it's got to be paid by somebody. And your neighbor who bought that brand new house next to you could be paying twice as much in taxes. So welcome them and say thank you for subsidizing my taxes. Welcome to Flagler County. Instead of people online that say don't come here, whatever we love it, and um, you know so we've we're, it's a great place to live. Yeah. Anyone. all right, so what can we do for you? We've been talking about what you do for everybody else uh, with our uh, different charities here. So, Trish, let me uh, start with you here. What what can the community do to help Trish Ciccone and the uh, Family Life Center?
4: Um, Other than donate uh, financial resources, Family Life Center is looking for new board members. So if you're interested in sharing your time with us, uh, we meet 10 times a year, about an hour or so, um, and we'd love to have you. Visit our website at flcfv.org or give us a call at 386-437-7747.
0: And who would be an ideal board member?
4: Uh, Someone who is interested in our mission, willing to um, be involved. This isn't just a rubber stamp position. We are a working board, um, and we like people who like to plan gatherings. Hmm. i know all people right. who like to do events socially
0: type people like oh, we day. also need
4: we also need the financial <laughs> people though we, we want to make sure the financial people are there too to keep us all in alignment all so.
0: right okay if you got money and if you've got personality and you like helping people come on over come on down okay <laughs> carrie baird what about you and uh the um flagler cares what uh what, what can we do to help you
1: we are very interested in starting a volunteer program where we can have individuals who would like to give even just a teeny bit of their time or resources uh, to our organization to um, to really help fill gaps that, that we encounter. Um, so anybody can call at our office and talk to Cheryl, uh, 386-319-9483, and uh, let us know what time or talent you're interested in sharing.
0: You know, a lot of people that they do retire and uh, they're like, you know, all right, this is great. And then they're bored out of their mind after a month or two of of doing what I get to do every week anyway, working. But um, there and and there's like a purpose, you know, like, you know, when they looked in the mirror, they were maybe a CEO up north, you know, and now they get up in the morning and they look in the mirror and they're nobody. And um, so you got to re we talked about that we had psychologists on talking about um, retirement and how it's depressing and how they you know become alcoholic. you know you have your bloody Mary at uh, nine o'clock in the morning, not on Sunday but Monday through sunday wow. and, um, and and it's a slippery slope and so this is this is somewhat even an outreach from you to help people that are like, you know what refine redefine your purpose, you know get something you have passion for and, and help and and, uh, and find purpose so don't um, you know just think that you know once you're tired of golfing and fishing or sitting around the beach or getting thrown out of the house because you're in the way. Um, go on out and be useful mm-hmm. and, um, and, and help out here. What about you, Pastor Solano? What can we do to help the Grace Community Food Pantry?
3: Well, I mean, just keep doing what they're doing. We have great community support. Oh, well, could always use more. Uh, believe in your fellow citizens and contribute uh, to their welfare. Uh, and go to the Food Truck Palooza on March 16th, right? At 11 to 6, is it, at the mm-hmm. Flagler County High School? This is great. You have arranged that for us, and that's just wonderful.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you it's so a- much. Should be fun. Well, you know, well here's the thing. We did our million dollar food a thon the first year and our goal was to raise what, one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, hundred and fifty thousand. And we didn't we got like a a little over a hundred thousand in one day. So I realized that uh, we need more than one day <laughs> to to get to our goal, so we're kind of kicking it off. Real, but we don't want it to you know bug people all year round, where you're you know all you hear about is a million dollar food-a-thon. So we're going to kind of you know kick it off with the food truck palooza, um, and then we'll go quiet for a little bit, work a little behind the scenes, asking people if they'll contribute to it, and then in July we'll do our. Uh, radio-a-thon on the air, but at least we have a running start. That's right. my uh, my thinking of it, so we can uh, not start at zero. <laughs> well, let's thank you for that. Hey,
3: <laughs> always thinking.
0: <laughs> so Food Truck Palooza, that'll be fun. It's at the uh, Palm Coast uh, FPC parking lot, and uh, we're charging $5 for parking, which will go to you and then we've asked the food truck guys that, uh, hey, if you do well, um, make a donation to the food bank. So whatever they want to give is, is totally up to them. It's all
3: bonus, and
0: um, and so we appreciate that. Yeah. So okay, we'll have live entertainment. We got Kevin Kane, Southern Chaos band playing, and uh, another band. So we'll have entertainment all day long. We got a stage and tables and chairs, and just kind of a, a fun time to come. Bring the kids. We've got um, can't have a bounce house because the school's afraid it'll blow away with kids in it. So um, we have, uh, I know, it's a new yeah. loss. So, Anyway, all right, Brian McMillan, final comments from you.
2: Um, I just am amazed and impressed and um, feel so grateful to the, for the community that you guys do what you do, Trish and Carrie and, and uh, Pastor Charles, because um, I, I always think of it in terms of, like, what an impact it can make on one family. You know, if somebody gets out of a abusive situation or they're navigating all these difficult systems and they have somebody to help navigate through it with them. Um, they're food insecure and like that, that kind of stress poisons everything else in your whole day and your whole life. You know, you, you just can't think about it. You you can't escape something like we know, I don't know if I'm going to have food tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You just can't escape it. And to provide some relief for that is, is really, um, it's it's uh it's what the community needs and um, it's what makes the community really possible I think so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate what what everybody does and I hope that the observer the newspaper can find ways to report more on what you're doing so that we can get help you get the word out I know you guys don't have have uh, marketing budgets <laughs> but we can we there's stories that we can tell that can kind of help to illustrate what's going on and so I'd like to try to figure out how we can do that all right,
0: what a nice guy, Brian. So, I try. Hey, uh, one thing here: uh, the mayor wanted me, Alvin. He said, "Make sure people understand the economic impact of this million-dollar food." Where's it? Do you have my press release handy? There, I like, I wrote it, and I got to read not, it. I
2: have the spring break. Oh no, that's not the right break one. one. Okay,
0: all right. Well, here I'll try to remember. All right, <laughs> with the the um, the foodathon, okay, and the Grace Community Food Pantry. Fifty-five. Do the math here, if you got you got a calculator, real quick. Fifty-five hundred families. Get a hundred and fifty dollars worth of food worth of food every month right. for. For, that's one hundred and fifty dollars per family per month. What is it? What's I what's think fi-
3: you said eight hundred and twenty-five thousand. Fifty-five hundred. Wow. Fifty-five
2: hundred. That's pretty good,
3: Charles. That's what the calculator said too. Is it okay? Eight hundred
0: and twenty-five
2: thousand okay. dollars. Eight hundred
0: twenty-five so, thousand dollars a month that people don't have to spend on food that they can spend on their little girls' ballet shoes or for the or for uh, rent or, for oh, rent or right. gas or, or whatever. Eight hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month is what stays cash flowing through the community. Without being spent on food, so there you're right. That is a um, a very important factor that we all. Be- so what, hey, Mark, Ryan? What's eight hundred twenty-five thousand times twelve? How much is that a year? Impact on nine point
2: nine million dollars. Wow. wow! And that also goes it, it, if you sh- if you spend it at a store, that means that money is now being used to pay someone's salary or pay someone's wages who lives in the community, and it just keeps circulating. Yep. And so if
0: you be local, buy local. Mm-hmm. Have a great weekend. Be safe.
2: Empty for a decade and a half, WNZF,
3: 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235CW, Panel.